The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. France is to ban disposable vapes on the basis that they do lead to smoking. Should we be following suit or would a move to completely prohibit them be premature? Well, News Talk reporter Matthew Joyce took to the streets of Dublin to ask people why they vape. Because I used to smoke. Okay. So that's the reason behind that. And is it, does, does it cost a lot? I haven't a clue. I've it's never eight euro, like for one. So it would depend on the frequency. Of and how the long would that last you then? Like an embarrassing small amount of time, maybe like a day or two. So then you're you're kind of buying every day or two. Yeah. No, I, it doesn't know. work out cheaper. I think the the difference in like when I smoked, especially like when I was younger, is it's a lot easier to like hide that from your parents, and okay. then. I think that's why, like, disposables appeal to younger people. Yeah, so for me, for vaping, I I took up vaping because I wanted to stop smoking. And, uh, yeah, I got very addicted at the start uh, to the sense that, uh, you know, when you leave the house without your keys, you know that feeling you get? That was the feeling I was getting at night, uh, going to bed without having the vape within arm's reach. But over time, I'm using the vapes a lot less now. Um, so at the start, a vape would last me for maybe one day. Now it lasts me for about three to four. So I am seeing the benefit of not smoking cigarettes and reducing my use with vapes. Because like I used to work in Spire and it would all just be like 16-year-olds trying to come in and get served. Um, and so it's just, it's so easy to hide and they won't know. And it's like cool and whatever. It's not, but whatever. So um, why do you not think it's cool anymore? Vaping never was cool. Like it was always just lame. Like I, th- I think even like now, like I don't smoke anymore. But if I was walking down the street and seeing someone smoking, I would think they were a lot cooler than seeing someone walking down the street really? with a disposable. I say as I have one in my hand, but like yeah. Fair enough. So, <laughs> so that what would you ever? Like, would you ever go back to smoking? No. Or kind of like, uh, just I would only smoke on like if I was drinking, but I would never go in and like buy a pack of smokes anymore. Because it's I feel like as well the thing that makes the disposable so much more convenient is like if you go in and buy a pack of smokes it's like you have to commit to like smoking 20 smokes versus you go in and buy disposable by the end of the day or like the end of the night out that you're getting for it's like gone so there's not a lot of commitment to but then they're like 10 times more addictive than cigarettes so then you just keep buying them it's very interesting uh, people who have uh, used or are using uh, vapes well joining me now to talk about all of this dr garrett mcgovern a gp specializing in addiction medicine a medical director of the priority medical clinic in dundrum in dublin as well as uh, dr emmett o'brien chair of ash ireland council of the irish heart foundation and respiratory consultant at bowman hospital uh, emmett is on the line but we'll go to you uh, garrett first of all um a lot of talk about banning uh, disposable vapes the kind of vape that we heard uh, one young woman say, I go in, eight euro, last me a day or whatever. Um, and that's the kind of thing they're talking about vaping on the basis, I suppose, that if you buy one of the more expensive vaping machines, you're kind of more serious about your vaping. No, I think um, disposable vapes, without a shadow of a doubt, ha- have a role. I think the two big kind of concerns that have been played out at the moment are youth access to um, to these products. And the other one is the environment. I mean, uh, let's just take the youth, the, the youth um, uh, access to them. There's, there's no doubt about it. We don't want young people vaping, but we also don't want young people smoking because one of the biggest concerns I have now is that vaping has overtaken smoking in terms of the narrative. We've taken our eye off the ball somewhat in in youth initiation of smoking. You don't you don't tend to hear it as much. But um, 
I, I would say that uh, young, young people will try a lot of things. We don't have an age restriction in this country at the moment, which is astonishing. We are in the process of the legislation being passed, but to date there's been no age restriction. So if a young person yeah. wants to go in and buy buy these products, they can. Yeah, My but own, older brothers have always bought fags for they, younger brothers yeah. or, or booze. That's always been the way. That has always been the way. And it, it is very, very hard to sort of police that. I think it, my own feeling about just the disposable vapes first, and this is just my own view on this, is, and you mentioned, Pat, about the, the stockists, in other words, the proper vaping shops. I have to say my own experience of is that um, the vaping shops, they're very expert and very, very knowledgeable on all the products, all the nicotine levels and, and, and what my product might suit you. I have to say in, uh, uh, although I'm not against disposable, disposable vapes, I think there needs to be far more scrutiny of the way in which these are sold. I don't think there's any doubt about that. They're sold from machines. Yeah, are just, just, just handed out. Because there is a bit of, of, of you know, somebody is, is, is taking them to quit. They still needed some advice. Okay. You believe they have a place in helping people place. Yeah, quit smoking? Absolutely, yeah. Okay, now the environment argument before I go to Emmett? Yeah, so the environment argument um, is is a separate argument, I guess, and that is, and I've heard this that um, you know, well, it's the chewing gum argument as well. You know, the mm. uh, chewing gum destroys the city streets, and the idea of a levy on the chewing gum companies to help pay for the cleanup of chewing gum mm. uh, in vapes, you've got stuff being discarded even into litter bins, but it contains uh, you know lithium batteries. Uh, and it yeah. ain't good to stick those into landfill or incinerate them. Yeah, absolutely. And I, I would say to anybody listening that there is a, a, a website called mywaste.ie, which will tell you how to safely dispose um, uh, disposable vapes, because there is this idea from environmentalists that you cannot recycle the plastic, and that's just mm. untrue. Do you believe then uh, that most people who are vaping today are vaping to help them give up cigarettes? Because uh, some people are so young when they're vaping that they cannot have developed a, a smoking habit and mm. therefore they are not uh, trying to give them up. Yeah, I mean, uh, look, if you look at the research, the vast majority of people, uh, the very vast majority of people who are using these products are using them for a smoke, smoking cessation. My worry is that if you scrutinise and come down, I mean, there's a whole other argument about flavours, uh, which again, I'm in favour of, but but we may no, not get time in to In favour of flavours? Oh, absolutely, yeah, because it's, it's absolutely critical to a quit attempt for for a smoker. Uh, and... and um, they're trying to get away from tobacco flavour. There's no evidence whatsoever that if we uh, ban flavours that um, y- young people won't try tobacco flavoured vapes. Uh, it didn't stop them smoking. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm, I'm in favour yeah. of flavours. I, I do have a quibble, I would say, Pat, about the way we, we, they're marketed in the sense that, yes, there's a bit of work to be done around the marketing of these. And I think... I think that that it's a step too far to ban flavours, but I do think that we can definitely tidy that up so that okay. it isn't as attractive looking oh, as it is. Dr. Emmett O'Brien, the, the, the attitude of Dr. Garrett McGovern is uh, we need to tidy up a few of the things, a few of the rules, but uh, vaping should uh, continue. Yeah, I, I tend to agree with Garrett, unfortunately, on this. You know, the, the uh, fact of the matter is that vaping has really proliferated uh, significantly amongst our youth in, in recent years. 
Um, this is not necessarily a, a part of smoking cessation. In fact, only about 10% of uh, children use vaping products to help them stop smoking. And uh, one point I do agree with Garrett is that we should keep our eye on the ball on use smoking as well as vaping. Uh, however, uh, vaping can be used successfully as a smoking cessation tool. And if you look at the UK, which endorses this wholeheartedly, perhaps one in five of, of, of adults and, uh, and people that quit smoking have used a, a vape as a device to do so. Um, but the trials have shown that there's not a significant difference between that and, and nicotine replacement quote up to twice the twice the success rates, but that can be uh, tempered by using other uh, methods of nicotine delivery. Uh, in Ireland, we've seen a, a huge growth in youth vaping. You know, from 2015 to 2019, we've seen a growth in ever vaping from 23% to 37%, and that's certainly higher now in 2023. That data should be coming through soon. Um, youth smoking uh, uh, or youth uh, smoking rates have dropped. Uh, and Garrett has alluded to, to that, uh, they have started to rise. So the, the, ro the rate of smoking in 2015 was 13.1%, and that's climbed to 14.4% uh, in 2019, showing that we've, for the first time in uh, well over a, a decade, we've had an increase in, in youth smoking. So now, do we, you we believe, believe that, that is... Vapes are, are, are a gateway into smoking. Yeah. That's what I was yeah. wondering, that the, the kids who try vaping... Um, and interesting, listening to the Vox Pop, no smell of smoke off you when you go home. Uh, your parents won't detect that you've been smoking uh, and so on. The cost issue as well, uh, when that young woman was talking about eight euro for a vape that might last her a whole day. I mean, if someone smokes 20 a day, it's going to cost them two and a half times that amount uh, for their smoking. So vaping for those who are inveterate smokers is also going to be cheaper. There is a there is a cost difference in terms of vaping. Uh, the disposable vapes are more accessible. Children don't have the same uh, uh, difficulty, you know, getting twenty quid together. Uh, uh, sorry, don't have the same difficulty getting seven quid together as they would for getting twenty quid together for for a, for a pack of cigarettes. What, what uh, the children, perhaps your listeners, don't realise is that one of those disposable vape products can have the equivalent amount of nicotine as forty cigarettes. So if they're smoking or if they're vaping one uh, disposable vape in a day, that's equivalent to smoking 40 cigarettes in terms of nicotine consumption. Uh, what we know about nicotine, it's highly addictive, and your Vox Pop ca ca uh, captured that. You know, people are reaching for their vape before they go out the door. They're waking up and vaping, and, and, and that, that level of addiction is, is, is leading to uh, a, a, a generation of youth that are going to come up mm. addicted to nicotine products and, and lead to more smoking in, in the longer term. Yeah, so nicotine ad addiction, I mean, people who vape may well still be addicted to nicotine unless they uh, d deliberately decide they go for a higher concentration initially and then they lower it and lower it and lower it until eventually they wean themselves off nicotine. Yeah, and there's, there's many ways that, as a gov that the government can you know, approach this in, in terms of policy. Certainly the disposable vapes uh, are, are highly targeted at they're being advertised towards children. Uh, again, the flavours and the variety of flavours. Um, I, I don't think that our, you know, your 75-year-old smoker who's looking to quit is very interested in bubblegum and pink lemonade flavour. Um, they, they, they really just want to quit smoking and uh, the variety of uh, the thousands of flavours are really marketed towards children and that growth in that demographic of of usage. That's been recognised by governments across Europe and, and, and across the world. We're talking about France looking to ban disposable vapes to curb uh, the impact on smoking uh, through that generation. New Zealand have, have adopted a similar model where they've banned disposable vapes and they're working towards a tobacco-free generation where you raise the age of uh, both vaping and tobacco purchase uh, each year. as, a, as, a, yeah. as a, So what would you like to happen? Or, I mean, what should our government do? 
Well, certainly banning disposable vapes will have significant impact. You know, the, the, in the recent public consultation with the Minister of State, Austin Smith, and the Department of Environment, um, the 85% of respondents supported the ban of, of uh, banning uh, disposable vapes. Uh, certainly, restriction of flavours will, will help in terms of uh, marketing towards uh, children. Uh, banning of advertising, which will probably go further than what's contained in the public health uh, bill that's yet to be passed. Uh, and then uh, further down the road, increasing the age of, to- uh, of purchase of, of tobacco and, and vaping products to the age of 21 should, should shift that demographic. You mentioned, you know, brothers and sisters and, uh, and other children. There's a market in, in schools for, for older children purchasing these vapes for younger children. Uh, and if you move that demographic older, that an older age, that will uh, reduce the nicotine exposure to that generation. Can, uh, can you really that, do it? Uh, you know, that, you can buy a drink at 18, you can vote at 18, you can yeah. marry at 18. Sorry, you can't buy a vape at 18. I'm not sure that would yeah. uh, would fly. It's it's a it's a it's a difficult uh, task, but I, I think in terms of you know the future, and, and we're committed to it towards tobacco-free Ireland. Uh, there are efforts that need to be uh, had to, to you know remove tobacco uh, from uh, our, our population. Uh, raising the tobacco age is one. Other countries are doing it, uh, and they're moving it upwards. So you 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 start with an age demographic that never smoked or were never legally allowed to purchase cigarettes, and you and you advance that age right. forward. Um, Okay, and black market could come in there and all that, but that is true of virtually any commodity. Final words from you, Garrett? Yeah, I would just say to anybody who is a smoker, um, who is trying to quit, try and quit by any means possible. And there's absolutely no doubt now that uh, vaping has a role in that. And I think if we're going to get legislation in this country, we don't want to negatively impact the vast majority of people who are using these products uh, to get off cigarettes. So let's be sophisticated in our approach. Thank you both. Uh, On the line, Dr. Emmett O'Brien, Chair of Ash Ireland Council of the Irish Heart Foundation and Respiratory Consultant at Beaumont Hospital, and Dr. Garrett McGovern, a GP specialising in addiction medicine, a medical director of the Priority Medical Clinic in Dundrum. The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk.